Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right, here you go. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. My name is Ogi Penef. Today, I'll be hosting the Agent Power Huddle, and we're going to be talking about negotiations. All right, everybody's ready. And I usually always ask somebody to be my co-host. All right, so anybody that's... The best way to pick up is to look away. Oh, Heather, Heather Rawlings, come on. You're my co-host today. Can you do it? Yeah. All right, perfect. So the rules, you always laugh at my jokes. Um, you always agree with me. And if something happens, you start performing some act if I get disconnected, singing, dancing, anything interesting until I get a jump back in. Awesome. I'm in. All right, cool. So let me share. I have a presentation pretty quick. Hopefully that's going to be very helpful for you. Let me share my screen and we'll get it going with negotiations today. All right, Heather, do you see my screen? Everything looks good. All right, Akisha, okay, you're taking participation too. All right, guys, so <clears throat> negotiations. First, I'd like to give you an idea what um, negotiations looks like so you can understand what, he, what the actual job is when you're negotiating. So negotiation practically is communication and information gathering process. So it's, it's not huggling. It's, I'll give you this, give me that. Your job is to use communication to understand exactly what the other side stands and what their needs are, and then communicate back exactly how you're gonna solve that problem. This way, um, it's easier to get to a deal. So practically, we can say that negotiation is communication. And also negotiation is practically the same as selling. So if you become a good negotiator, you practically will become a good salesperson, which everybody needs in, um, in this real estate business. All right, Heather, any questions so far? No? Okay. All right. Moving to... So today, I'd like to give you a few tips or techniques how to communicate better to gather more information from your counterparts, from the other side that you're negotiating with. So these questions, um, these tactics, they, they're not just personal. I, I learned them from um, a book called um, Never Split the Difference, uh, brought by Chris Voss. He was a uh, FBI negotiator that practically used his experience to put this book together, kind of give us tips how to negotiate better in a, in a tough situations. So today I'm going to talk about four techniques from this book that can help you negotiate and get more information. First one is called tactical empathy. Then the second one is asking the right questions. And another two techniques like labeling and mirroring. So, hey, Craig, how are you today? 
Good, Logie. How are you, man? Good, man. Good to see you again. Nice, nice to meet you uh, last week in person. Cool. Have you seen? Uh, have you heard of any of these techniques before? EMD. Uh, tactical empathy, asking questions, labeling, and mirroring. I, I've no, I've heard of mirroring, but no, I haven't heard in that in that acronym. No. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So I'll show you um, how we can use these uh, practically. So let's start with tactical empathy. So practically, this is used to um, open the conversation in the very beginning. And the, the goal is to establish trust with your counterparts. And it's, it's approach that makes the other side feel heard and understood. And it helps you diffuse the, the tension and overcome resistance from the other side. So when you have a report going on with them, you'll be able to, to gather more information and they volunteer information that you can use against them down the road so you can come up with a deal. Uh, I'll give you a quick example. For example, let's say you are um, you want to put an offer in this situation, like uh, you're talking to, you want to call the listing agent, you have multiple offers, you have a buyer. So when you call the agent, you're trying for text messages, phone calls, emails, he's not responding. And when you call the agent, you're frustrated and just say, hey, I've been trying to reach you all day. I cannot reach, I have clients want to buy a property immediately. Uh, why are you not responding? This is the wrong approach. So let's say you use, this is how tactical empathy is gonna sound like. So you call Craig, Craig is the, the listing agent. Hey, Craig, hey, I appreciate taking my call. Hey, this is, it's a crazy market, man. I, I'm probably getting a lot of phone calls from agents with stupid questions, multiple offers. I don't know how you do it, man. I, I appreciate you taking the time. Do you have a few minutes to answer my questions so I can put an offer that might be good for your sellers? So this approach, it just felt like you make them feel heard. It filled their pain with answering stupid questions from agents. And this way, kind of they kind of feel open and build report much quickly. This way, you're going to get an answer or answer to the questions um, way, way better than just approaching them and judging them that they're not doing their job. Make sense? Gotcha. Okay. Heather, how would you use tactical empathy on me right now to build rapport? Well, I think, I think you had a great example because I think we're all going through that. Um, and to be able to say that we understand that you're busy and um, we just we'd like your opinion, asking somebody's opinion um, is always a great opportunity for them to feel heard and understood okay why don't you give it a try you think of me doing this presentation right now mm -hmm. how would you use tactical empathy on me to build a report with me go ahead and try it hey i know that a lot of us are not on camera right now but you know what you're doing a great job and i really appreciate these tips i'm going to be able to implement a lot of those today man you nailed it i'm all yours now I like you. All right, guys. So that's what tech, tactical empathy uh, looks like. And usually always start with that so you can open the conversation. So now that we have um, um, opened the conversation and the other counterpart, it, it's trusting us a little more. Now we're going into the um, uh, gathering information. 
And the simple way to do it is just asking questions. However, you need to ask the right questions. So I always recommend ask only what and how questions. And the simple reason is because these questions are very hard to answer with yes and no. And a lot of you know these questions like um, open-ended questions everybody's talking about. But when you ask what and how, it's very hard for somebody to say yes, answer with yes and no. What they do is just practically answering and explaining exactly what you know, want to know more about. Um, so like uh, when you say this, what do you mean? Um, how do you want me to write the contract? So kind of explaining how the process um, is going to work. And the other benefit of asking what and how questions is you're putting the, the, the problem-solving task on your counterparts, asking them, hey, why are you asking me this? How am I going to fix it? For example, the listing agent saying, saying to you, hey, we want to close in 20 days. You say, hey, my buyers really want to close as soon as possible, but how can we close in 20 days when the appraisal takes 21 days? Do you have any suggestions how we can speed up the process? So now you're naming the problem is appraisers take, taking 21 days and you're asking the listing agent to solve that problem. And then the, the listing agent practically understands that they're asking an, an impossible um, task to do and they ask practically um, uh, solving their problem and objecting themselves. So also when you ask the right questions and let the other side um, answer, and in this case, advise you how to do it, you giving them the illusion of control. And when they talk and they advise you, they think they're in control and tell you what to do. And practically, all you do is just wait and collect information so you can use it down the road and let ultimately the other side close themselves and how to solve the problem. So, all right, uh, Heather, what do you think? I think, it's, I, I think this, these are great. Um, do you want me to give you an example? Yes, um, before, I give, before I give you an example, I wanted to point one thing. Okay. Try to avoid why questions, because why questions um, used in the wrong way could be sound very personal and could sound very offensive. Like, why do you want to do that? Because I want to, because that's my job, for example. So you're not getting much um, traction with why questions. So be careful when you use that. Okay. Um, okay give, me a, give me an example of what and how question. So what can I put in my offer that your seller would um, feel is attractive? Nice. Exactly. So what exactly? And uh, all right. You know what? I want, uh, we want to make sure that your buyer is serious and they're going to close the deal. Keep going. Ask me more. Use how question. I'm a newbie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how exact, so for example, how exactly you want me to demonstrate my buyer is going to perform? So now you're asking the listing agent to tell you what exactly they want. So by asking, 
going deeper and asking question after question and 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 answer the um, sorry question the answer, you really want to know find out what the seller problem is, so you can put it in the contract and have the best chance we offer to get accepted. Okay. All right. So next one, labeling. So when you start asking questions, at some point it gets really annoying. So we need to use different techniques um, to get more information without asking a question. So labeling is one technique that gets you that information without asking the question. For example, it's uh, it's like a verbal observation and recognition of of during the conversation. And you uh, instead of asking question, you use phrases like it sounds like, it seems like, it looks like, or it feels like. Um, so you get the same effect of question, but it sounds more um, conversational. And um, this, the other side could open with more information for that specific topic. So, for example, um, you may, like Heather, you mentioned the, the, the cameras. For example, I can I can make a thing like, hey, it feels like that I'm doing this presentation, but it feels like a lot of people do not appreciate what I have to say because they don't have the cameras on. So now it, it might, you know, it might um, make the people um, think about getting the cameras on. And it, I can ask, Heather, I can ask you, hey, um, it sounds like uh, you agree with the statement because you're not asking the other people to turn on the cameras. Or I can go and say, hey, Roberto, it feels like you feel the same way. I don't see you turning on your camera. It feels like you're disrespecting me. All right, you see, it works. He turned on the camera. So you just, you, yes, buddy, thanks for turning your camera. All right. <laughs> so uh, it feels like you guys, hearing me so thanks sir thanks for recognition and all that so labeling is just another technique to get information without asking a question so then the next technique that we have is mirroring so mirroring practically is another way of gathering information without asking a question but instead of asking question you practically um, hear the statement from the other side and repeat one to three words, the last one to three words, or the most important one to three words. And you can use it instead of um, what do you mean by that? Or like, please go on. So you can explain yourself what you'd like, what do you want me to do with this? Um, for example, let, Heather, let's, let's role play again about mirroring. Let me see if I can try to do it for you. All right. All right, Heather, how do you like the presentation so far? The presentation so far has been very informative. Very informative? Yes. What do you mean by very informative? You've given us some practical tips. Your, um, your presentation has given us some practical tips. Oh, practical tips? Yes. What kind of practical tips? Well, you gave us four different ways of um, proper negotiation. 
tools. Oh, so tools. What kind of tools? Well, communication tools. Yeah. So you see how I led the conversation by repeating what you said and the things that are important to you. I just made a statement about him and I tried to lead the conversation to the things that you want to talk about. So this way, I get you to open more and more with every question. I get to uh, get more information from you. And once I get the whole information and I have all the details, then I can approach you with a specific offer or something to make the deal happen. If I want to invite you to the next workshop and the next event or something that um, I'd like to uh, to do. So, all right, guys. So, Disa, um, let me see. Q and A's, questions and answers. So, let me let's try something different how about we want to practice this um the whole thing craig you want to do it so this is the situation go ahead <clears throat> so this negotiating a negotiation um presentation this is what at the moment is important for me so now you're gonna try to get more information from that from something that is important for me. So you, your job is to use tactical empathy from the beginning, then to ask me what and how questions. And when I answer, use labeling, words like sounds like, feels like, and looks like to get more information, and then use mirroring to continue the conversation and find a little more about what I want to say. You want to try it? And what is the context of the conversation? It's for a listing or for what? Uh, let's talk about the, the presentation right now the, that I did, the negotiation presentation. Okay. So try to approach me with a tactical empathy to get me to like you so you can ask me more questions, what and how. And when I answer on what and how question, you ask, you do labeling, name something sounds like, feels like, looks like, so you can get me to talk more and then mirror my answer also repeat one to three of the last words or one to three of the most important words you want to leave me to answer gotcha okay so oh yeah i gotta commend you man this presentation was awesome you speak so clearly you articulate your words so well it's just very easy to absorb the information you're, you're just an amazing presenter and speaker i really appreciate the information you delivered today man i know that man i'm the best <laughs> Let me ask you, how did you develop those skills over time to just be so confident in your speech? Dude, I read the book about maybe five, four years ago, and I'm just be practicing. So little by little, I get to implement it. Okay. And then you, so you read the book. I, I didn't take that down. Which book specifically was that? It's Never Split the Difference from Chris Voss. That, that's right. That's right. I remember, I remember you saying that. Um, damn it. What was Miriam? So mirroring is um, when I say something, you repeat the words, the last three words of my oh, sentence. So I did, I did mirroring on the last one. My like, bad. So I keep going. All right. So I, I skipped labeling then. So All right. That, try to ask how, try ask how question. So I did, I did the how, how did you become such a good speaker? Okay. Try what? Okay. Um, let me ask you, Augie, what, um, you know, what type of preparation or what type of process did you go through to put this information together today? 
you know, um, after a while, it's just becoming a habit. Yeah. Tell, tell me more about that. So it's just um, I read the book, I practice one rule, and then I read the second rule, and then I practice it again. And little by little, um, it just um, I practice it. And how much time typically do you give to this practice in a given week? Um, every day, everyday life in different type of negotiations. And and to get to this point, how long would you say you've been implementing these uh, these principles? So, Craig, at this point, you be asking me too many questions, how and what, it's becoming a little annoying. So now try to use the labeling and mirroring on my answers. Okay. And so labeling is you recognizing some something from my answer. And so you want me to talk more about it. So feels like, seems like, looks like. Can I, can I say, so I hear you saying, is that a label or no? Yes, exactly. Okay. You naming it so they can talk about it. For example, I say, hey, I use this in my daily life in different types of negotiations. Okay. So, okay, that's awesome. I mean, so, so what I hear you saying is really just, just taking a small piece and practicing it daily over time builds that compound effect to where it just kind of becomes off the cuff and natural to you. Is that right? Exactly. Once you keep practicing, it becomes natural to you. Okay. So that's awesome. So once you keep practicing, it becomes natural. Um, Damn it. So now that you have the labeling kind of, now you're moving to mirroring. Mm-hmm. So you can start even getting more information. Well, mirroring is where you grab the last three words and repeat it and then ask a question, right? Exactly. And no, just, just, name, just name the last three words in a questionable mm-hmm. manner. So this is going to prompt me that you want to know more about it. So like I said, hey, I learned this from a book. Oh, you learned you learned it from a book. Which, which book was that? Don't don't ask the question. Oh shit! I'm so I'm so like NLP so in my head. I'm always got questions after I say stuff. So that's just, yeah. So try uh, to to avoid being annoying. <laughs> 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 Lead the conversation. So, hey, I learned this from a book. You learned from a book? Yeah, uh, the book from Chris Voss, uh, "Never Split the Difference." Hmm. Never split the difference. Haven't heard of that one. All right. No. Just say, never split the difference. All right. Never split the difference. But in a questionable matter. All right. So I got to have, the, I gotta have the, up, the upswing at the end. Exactly. So, hey, Craig, I, I, I learned this from the Never Split the Difference. Never Split the Difference? Yeah. It, it's a book from Chris Voss. Um, he's, he was a FBI negotiator. Oh, an FBI negotiator? Yeah. This guy was awesome. He was negotiating uh, with um, hostages to release um, with uh, captors to release the hostages. And he was, the whole idea was that when you have four uh, hostages, you cannot split them. Like kill two, give me two. So that's how he wrote the book, how to free the, all the, um, the hostages. Do I keep going with this or because that, to me, that's going to start sounding annoying. <laughs> yeah. So you, now that you have practiced these, uh, topics, these techniques, you try to lead the counterpart to the place you want them to be, to find out what really bothers them, find a little more about them. Now, I like you. You talk about what I want to talk about. I give you an advice. I feel in control. But with every single sentence, every word that comes out of my mouth, you find a little more about me. And now, when you see the whole picture about me, you can push the right button and make me do things that you want me to do. 
whatever that is, sign a contract, buy something, set up a meeting, whatever that thing is. So don't be quick to try to sell somebody or ask them to do something. Go through the process of collecting information, which is practically the beginning of negotiating process. The more information you have, the easier it gets to put a deal together. But try to use tactical empathy to, uh, to build rapport. Ask the right question with what and how so you can uh, avoid the counterpart answer with yes and no so they can keep going and give you the right information. And then try to um, change the, the questioning and getting information by using labeling, which is practically um, using phrases like sounds like, looks like, feels like to point a specific problem that you want them to talk about and elaborate. And then when you get the answers, you want to know more about the answers, just repeat the most important words you want them to talk about or the last three words of the sentence so you can get them to talk about more about it. Cool. So practically, guys, negotiations is communications and communications is sales process. So all these are practically the same thing. We have four minutes. Do you guys have a situation that um, you think you can use these techniques, especially right now? And uh, we have a question in the chat for you. Yep, go ahead. Uh, just check out the chat box if you read the question. All right, chat. Does the, the tone upside down swing make a difference in the negotiations? That was me asking the question. Okay. Yeah. So when you want to be uh, as an answer, as a question, yes. On the mirroring, you just go up. So you can sound like you, you're questioning the, the, the words they say. So this way they understand that you want to know more about that topic. So, yeah. <clears throat> can you give an example of what tactical empathy sounds like, looks like? I think we we got a few examples here uh, with me. Oh, good. Um, so yeah, right now in this type of market, these are very good techniques to use with the listing agents. If you're representing buyers, I highly recommend go through this process. Use tactical empathy to connect with the listing agent, ask, what and how questions, use labeling and mirroring to find out what the seller wants. So once you have all the information, put an offer that the seller cannot refuse. Craig, any more questions, Heather? That was good. Lenny, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Good. Hey, let's see if we can get somebody to turn the camera on. Judy, it sounds like he don't like this presentation. The camera is off. <laughs> Craig, it sounds like Judy Lee doesn't like us. Hey, Craig, what would you say to Judy Lee to turn on the, her camera? I would say Judy Lee is such a beautiful name that she must have a very beautiful face. and I'd love to see it. Tactical empathy. Nice. <laughs> That's a lot of flattery. <laughs> exactly. Heather, what would you say to Judy Lee, like labeling to get her to turn on the camera? 
Hey, Judy, we would love to see that smile of yours. Give me a labeling. It sounds like, looks like, feels like. Okay. Uh, looks like you must be very, very busy that you aren't able to put your camera on or driving like Roberto. Lanny, it sounds like you're on board to get Judy Lee camera on. What would you say? Um, it feels like uh, for those of us who do agent power huddle, um, those who don't turn on their cameras, that we're kind of just wasting our time a little bit. It sounds really good. Wasting your time. Gotcha. All right, guys, we're trying. Judy Lee did not turn the camera, but we learned, Our. we practiced on her, and we want to thank her for keeping quiet and let her practice on her. No <laughs> offense, no offense. So, but uh, like Craig said, we really want to see your face um, next time. And um, all right, guys, I appreciate it. It's 8.29, and um, I'll see you next time on the Agent Power Huddle. Oh, by the way, um, Jesse Zagorski has a birthday today. So send him a, send him a happy birthday message. Cool. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you. See you next time. See you, Augie. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.